So the story goes that Senator Ron Wyden, the Democrat from Oregon, and Senator Martin Heinrich, Democrat from New Mexico, they're both members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. They want transparency from the CIA. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Always a pleasure. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Follow me on Instagram at TonyKatz as well. More good things happening over there. And Rumble.com slash TonyKatz for the videos for the Morning Rumble, my daily video series. Check it out, Rumble.com slash TonyKatz. Transparency they want about a bulk surveillance conducted by the CIA. So documents got released that revealed that bulk's secret bulk collection program and problems with how the agency searches and handles Americans' information, meaning the CIA is spying on you, me, and we. Now, I don't think this is necessarily a surprise for anyone. I don't think that there's long-term, there, there's ever been a, a massive amount of faith in, in the CIA. But when I have Democratic senators saying, whoa, 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 what is this? What are these programs that you're running? It leads to loss of faith in institutions. So you ask the question, I ask the question, what happens when there's a loss of faith in the institutions? And what if the loss of faith is in many ways purposeful? One of the people who focuses on this, writes about this, has been sharing these conversations is Michael Walsh. He's the author of Last Stands, Why Men Fight When All Is Lost. You can find it at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. He is also the author of The Devil's Pleasure Palace, The Cult of Critical Theory, and The Subversion of the West. Uh, so really, it's, it's a two-part conversation or a two-part question I've got here, Michael. First of all, uh, when you hear about bulk surveillance from the CIA, are you surprised? And can I want you to start getting into the idea that uh, the, the, the subversion part here, the, the lack of faith in the institutions is purposeful from people who want to see America fail. Uh, wow, this is a pretty complex topic, Tony, but thank you for having me on to talk about it here. Uh, I'm just getting up to speed like a lot of the country is uh, on the specifics, <clears throat> which is the letter from Senators Wyden and Heinrich, which, according to the Washington Post and the AP, was written sometime around April of 2021, so almost a year ago. Uh, in which they've raised these concerns. Uh, there's multi parts to this question. Your your question about the faith of the institutions is is actually the least important of them, in, in my opinion, in terms of what the intelligence deep state is doing to the United States. Uh, it's very clear that uh, the line between domestic and foreign intelligence has been blurred in the United States by some of the intelligence agencies who are strictly forbidden by law to operate within the United States. And those would include the National Security Agency, which is taping our phone call even as we speak. It gets caught up in something that used to be called the Black Widow, which is a giant supercomputer at NSA that monitors all traffic of everybody everywhere forever. Uh, and uh, get caught up by the CIA as far as its foreign sur surveillance uh, intelligence programs are concerned. So it's almost inevitable that private conversations of Americans would be 
swept up, even if it's only just metadata? Are you calling someone in Saudi Arabia, for example, three times a day during a period uh, after which perhaps there's some kind of terrorist incident? It has some legitimate uses, but the agency itself has been so rogue for such a long time. Uh, you're old enough to remember some of our audience, the geezers like me, are old enough to remember the the church committee hearings uh, back in the 70s, which exposed a lot of the CIA operations uh, within the United States and dirty tricks elsewhere. So we've got a problem. And let me just say that this has been greatly exacerbated by something that, Tony, uh, you and I know uh, as men on the right, uh, is also a concern of men on the left, such as Glenn Greenwald which is the growth of the security state post 9-11, that after the attacks on the Pentagon and uh, in New York City, uh, the Bush administration completely panicked and erected a whole new layer of intel on top of the incompetent layers we had already had, which allowed, of course, this event to happen. And by that, I mean, naturally, the CIA. So they put a new level over it, the director of national intelligence. All this is done, as any bureaucracy will do, is metastasize. So right now, every American should understand, and I know I sound a little bit like Ed, Edward Snowden here, but Snowden was right, is under surveillance. No matter what, everyone is now a suspect until proven innocent. And so that's now let me that ought to worry us. So let me state something for, for for the record. I don't deny that what you're saying is important, and I certainly uh, don't think that my statement uh, is 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 less important. The the surveillance of Americans, the the absolute abuse of power, the purposeful wanton abuse of power, the desire yeah. to subjugate the citizenry. Of course, it's evil. Of course, it's horrible. Of course, I oppose it. Of course, that it, we, we have to address it and fix it. And there's a question, of course, of how you do that. Uh, and I assume that the answer is elections, but maybe there's another uh, answer. But when we take a look at some of your, your, your study, right, whether it's the Devil's uh, Pleasure Palace or it's the Fiery Angel, uh, which you can also right. find at Amazon.com, it is about schools of thought that look to destroy America from the inside? Why engage a war with this brute animal from the outside when you can get to the inside and destroy it from the inside out? That's where the right. lack of faith in institutions, I believe, comes from. And I know that's something that, that, that you do actually believe, so you may rank it lower than I do. That's, that's fine. I rank it as pretty dang important. Isn't that, though, the purpose when we've got a CIA, an FBI, a, a DOJ, the IRS, and other agencies that we simply don't have faith in? Yes. Yeah, I just I didn't mean to diminish your question. I wanted to get to it from its origin, which is the expansion of the surveillance state, uh, partly in the wake of 9-11, but certainly over the last half century or more. So the institutions, as you know, on the right, uh, uh, many extreme People on the right think that uh, all of these institutions have been taken over by the left, which is, in fact, mostly true, that bureaucracy uh, perpetuates itself, and the best way to do it is to make it permanent. So we do have institutions that once served a purpose that have been weaponized uh, in many ways against us. 
uh, just the other day, the Homeland Security Department, another useless secretion of the Bush administration, started saying things like, you know, people who complain about the government on Facebook, they're potential terrorists as well. Uh, my my large, large concern is that everybody's a potential terrorist. And if you don't think that's true, try not taking your shoes and belt off the next time you fly a plane. Every single person in the United States is a suspect until proven not. Now, as for the institutional stuff, Tony, you and I obviously have talked about this many times over the long course of our friendship. And that is a very, very important point. If we don't have faith in our institutions, we don't have faith in our country. And the Soviets, may they rest in peace, but now that now that they're here, they are, they're out and proud again, uh, have been trying to undermine the foundations of our society ever since the Cold War really heated up in earnest after 1945. So they penetrated the black civil rights movement, for example, in the 1960s. They've always had agents inside the CIA, especially there, and uh, the FBI, which until relatively recently was not as politicized as it, as it's now become. If you if you uh, crush the belief of the citizenry citizenry of this country in its own institutions, in the Capitol, in the the White House, in all of our symbols of American independence and individualism and freedom, then you've beaten the United States without ever having to engage in a war with her. And, of course, this is what the Chinese now are up to full speed ahead. So this is a very, very great concern. This is the thing that brings down a republic. Talking to Michael Walsh, uh, the author. You can find his work at Amazon.com. Last Stands, his latest book, Why Men Fight When All is Lost. And I know there's a a new collection of essays coming out. Do we have a a published date on that? Yeah, we do. It's going to be October, uh, circa October right now. It's called Against the Great Reset, speaking of international uh, movements that will diminish our freedom. Uh, That, of course, is the thing that's been promulgated by the World Economic Forum at Davos, Switzerland, led by Klaus Schwab, who does the best imitation of Laurence Olivier as Dr. Zell in Marathon Man you've ever heard, uh, outside of Dr. Strangelove, of course. Um, We've got uh, 16... (laughs) 16 of the best writers in the world uh, that we commissioned for specific essays about all the possible subtopics of this proposed Great Reset, with which you will not own anything, you will like it, you will not have an autonomous vehicle because you will go where they tell you to go or allow you to go. Uh, oh, and you'll eat, uh, you live in a high rise building because it's cheaper and more cost efficient, like a jail. And you'll eat bugs because bugs are a better source of protein than that big steak out there you Midwesterners love so much. You can forget about that. You'll be eating grasshoppers from from then on if these guys have their way. So we're we uh, are being published by Post Hill Press. Adam Bello, the great uh, New York literary figure, is the will be the editor of this book. I edited all the essays myself, and Adam will pub- publish it. So that'll be October. I hope uh, perhaps earlier. Uh, this year. So that's what's coming out this year. Before I let you go, let's take a look at what's going on with Russia 
and, and Ukraine and a little bit of understanding of history uh, in the region. There are unconfirmed reports right now that it is believed that Putin has made the decision to engage uh, an invasion, that it'll happen uh, next week. Of course, there are a couple things that uh, make this possible. You've got the actual physical uh, geography where the ground has to be kind of frozen in order for tanks to roll through. You would have a mm-hmm. near ending of the Olympics, so you're not stepping on the toes of Xi Jinping and of China because they don't want that fight yet. Uh, but I, I had this conversation with Congressman Jim Banks. Let me have it with you as somebody who has studied uh, certainly the region and has a, a massive studying of, of history. What's the mm. purpose? What is it that Putin is actually trying to do? Uh, it's very simple. Uh, as you know, I first encountered Putin in 1985 when he was a KGB officer in uh, East Germany. Uh, I had certainly heard all about him, and I was in country in uh, 1985 for various things. Uh, what he's trying to do is put together Mother Russia, not the old Soviet Union. He doesn't need the stands, and he doesn't need some of the outlying provinces. Uh, he doesn't need the, the Baltic states back, although he wouldn't mind taking them. But Ukraine has been a part of Russia psychologically and physically for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And whether we like it or not, it will be a part of Russia again. Uh, Putin's question is, do I actually use physical force to do it or not? Or does it fall into my lap? Remember, a city like Kiev is, is part of the Russian national consciousness. Uh, if, for those of you musically oriented, if you know the famous uh, Great Gates at Kiev by Mussorgsky, that celebrates Kiev. It has a very important psychological position in Russia. It's like us losing Texas to somebody after a war, maybe Mexico. But we've always thought, hey, you know, Texas is the Alamo. That's America. So we'd want to get it back. Well, that's what Putin is going to do. How he does it is up to him. He's playing a weak hand because Russia is very weak economically. But it can still mobilize an army, and the Ukrainians are in no position to stop it. So I don't think – I don't know – whether he's going to physically attack or not. And he's running out of time because when it starts to get muddy, that's the graveyard of, uh, as you know, of National Socialist Germany and the Wehrmacht in World War II. Uh, he'll, he'll wait. But if he can just take it by intimidation, he'll be, he'd rather do that. Remember, Russians are chess players. That's a very big distinction between us who are poker players and Russians. So yeah, but but this this on the board. This mounting of troops on the border, while well, I still have a minute, 100,000 troops, you've got troops yeah. in, in Belarus that could hit from the north. The, the, the U.S. argument in a neocon style would be, well, we need deterrence and we need a show of force because you've got to call the bluff. The, the Biden administration, in your view, can call a bluff? No, the Biden administration can't call anybody's bluff, uh, except what kind of ice cream does the president want today? Uh, the neocons need to stand down on this one. They are going to lose. And if they push us into some kind of war with the remnants of the Soviet Union, we will all be very much the worst off. I am 100 percent against any military activity in this part of the world. I think it's a fool's errand and only someone who doesn't have the best interests of the United States at heart would advocate such a thing. Michael Walsh, uh, check out uh, the book. It is called Last Stands, Why Men Fight When All Is Lost. You can find it at uh, Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. And one of these days, uh, uh, sometime soon, i got to get you to Indianapolis. We're going to do a book signing. We're going to do an event. We're going to smoke cigars, drink bourbon, and talk to people about the future of the future. 
Well, I can't wait for that day to come, Tony. So you know where I find me. Uh, yes, sir. This is happening. Just I'll figure out the days. I'm doing it right now. Michael Walsh, always a pleasure. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.